The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, hey, Chadville. Uh, welcome to Monday. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Andrew, if you were listening on Friday, probably not too hard to guess, but uh, my pal Andrew off sick today, uh, having a rough go uh, with that uh, man cold he's dealing with. That's how he called it. That's what he called it, not me. Uh, so hopefully he'll be back uh, soon. Hopefully he's feeling better soon. Lots of stuff to get to today, of course. Um, we'd originally on the show talked uh, had had talked to Morley and booked him and Blake Dermott to talk about Mike Riley but then news this morning about Len Rhodes stepping down final day as CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos on February 20th so we have lots to talk with them about at uh, around 3:30 uh, recently Graham Hicks wrote a column on tip shaming and how um we shouldn't be falling for it. So we'll talk about that with Graham at 3 o'clock. We'll talk about money laundering. It's in the news lots right now with Matt McGuire, who is a forensic accountant, coming up after 2.30. And, of course, let's get right to it. One of the stories that we've been following all weekend, as you know, Alberta politics never boring. And we saw that once again this weekend when we found out that Alberta party leader Stephen Mandel has been disqualified from running in the upcoming provincial election because he missed a deadline to file his financial, his nomination financial report on time. Elections Alberta posted the list on Friday and includes five other Alberta party candidates. What does it mean for the party? Well, we are joined by political science professor from Mount Royal University, Dr. Dwayne Bratt. Dwayne, thanks for taking the time. Good afternoon. Okay, so let's start. When you heard this, what went through your mind? Oh, my God. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, it, uh, it, when you start digging into it in a bit more detail, um, it's not as serious as it sounds, the offense. Mm-hmm. But to have multiple people from the same party, and especially the party leader, mm. failing to do this, and in most cases... These were acclaimed nominations yeah. where no money was raised, no money was spent. How hard is it to complete an expense form when you haven't raised money or spent money? Well, that's It shouldn't take four months. It should take an afternoon, maybe. So how does it happen? Oversight? Sloppiness? Mismanagement? Laziness? We, we don't have an answer. Um, when Stephen Mandel had his press conference, he said, my CFO was sick. Mm. Um, that's that's kind of like the dog eat my homework type of thing. <laughs> the CFO has has since retired, um, and the other is that they're arguing over minutia around dates. Now this mm. is important legally, but it's not very important politically. So they're talking about well, it's four months, um, but when does that period start and when does it end? Again, this was a very simple form to fill out because no money was being raised. Um, it shouldn't have taken four months or four months plus a day. And isn't there, um, wasn't there a 10-day notification once um, the, the deadline passed? They got a 10, day, 10 days grace and it still didn't happen? Yeah, and we're not talking a one-off, right? If you look at that list, um, there are other, candid- uh, other parties on there, but those were all losing candidates yeah. who probably didn't care. But to have... Uh, you know, six people, all from the same party. And Stephen Mandel's not a rookie at this. You know, oh, he's, no, not he's at not. all. 
<laughs> I mean, the guy's a three-term mayor. He won a leadership vote. Um, you know, he was a cabinet minister. Surely he, he understands this. So this process, I mean, this, yeah, as you said, this isn't new. This is something that um, should have been very easily done. What do you say? Does it, sh- does it shed a bad light on the party? Absolutely. Even if this gets overturned, and I suspect that it will, oh, okay. uh, simply because they're going to argue that the, the penalty uh, of a five-year suspension uh, over an expense report involving no money mm. might be disproportionate. But the damage is done. I mean, obviously, there would be worse damage if Mandel and the other candidates are, are indeed disqualified. But even if they're reinstated, this is going to, this has taken time. This has taken scarce dollars out of their uh, fund uh, to to launch legal action, and this is going to dog them on the campaign trail. <laughs> kind of a, you know, it takes the steam out of a somewhat optimistic party, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And the Alberta party, so you also have some interesting dimensions where the UCP have put out a statement uh, supporting yes. the Alberta party, and they're doing it. Not out of the good graciousness of themselves. They're doing it because, A, a stronger Alberta party takes votes away from the NDP. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And secondly, the UCP has their own battles going on with Elections Alberta and would like to to weaken their power, weaken their, their support. Ironically, the Alberta party was favoring strengthening these financial requirements, strengthening campaign finance laws, strengthening the office of, of Elections Alberta, and they're the ones caught up in it now. Dwayne, what what would a legal challenge to this, or what will the legal challenge to this look like, and and how long, do, do we have any idea how long this could take? Well, and this this takes a lot of time uh, to, to do. Um, you know, uh, obviously someone more on electoral law than, mm-hmm. than myself would be able to do this because this is a report from Elections Alberta. It actually goes to the Speaker with their recommendations. So Elections Alberta doesn't issue this, the, the Speaker does, but on the basis of the recommendation. It hasn't been delivered to the Speaker yet. Mm-hmm. Do they have to wait till the legislature opens on March 18th? But then the election is going to get called right after that. And so at what point can they can they file um you know uh, a legal action with with the court of queen's bench we'll we'll have to see but i think they they can probably get through it given the severity of the penalty versus what was a, an honest mistake but the damage to the alberta party reputation has been has been done and it's not the first time that this party We'd get a lot of growth, a lot of progress, and then somehow shoot itself in the foot. Yeah, Dwayne Bratt joining us on the phone this afternoon. So, Dwayne, if by chance um, the Alberta Party and Stephen Mandel does not win that challenge, what does that mean for the party? Can he stay on as leader? Oh, he can still stay on as leader, even though he can't run in this election yes. or in the next one. But, yeah, but I guess but, can yeah, he, no, he would, you know he what I'm would, saying? He would step down. And ironically, the person who would be best placed to replace him would be Greg Clark, yeah. <laughs> who they forced out to have a leadership race to get Stephen Mandel. Mm-hmm. Do you think Greg Clark would do it? 
I think Greg is is a loyal enough team player. He he would go out and and uh, and take on that mantle at least over the election. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if um, uh, Mandel can't run, um, you talk about uh, you know Kenny and uh, the UCP supporting uh, you know this to be overturned and all of that. When you look at the percentage, if you look at the um, the votes that might go that would have gone, let's say, to the Alberta party. Um, um, do you think that that's if if they're not running, if he's not running, that that it's going to go to NDP? I think the majority of it. So yeah. you're looking at eight to ten percent for the Alberta Party, and I would say of that, probably eighty percent mm. would would go uh, NDP. Uh, you might actually get more in Calgary going uh, UCP, hmm. but in, in the Edmonton area, I think it would be going to the NDP. Wow. Okay. So this is going to be interesting time-wise. It'll be uh, fascinating to see how that all shakes down. You mentioned March 18th, uh, back in session. I wanted to pick your brain on this again. I know it's been talked about a lot, but um, from from the date that it was first announced to now, how do you see uh, timing on this election shaking down? I don't think my calculations around timing has changed. Okay. I think you're going to get a throne speech on March 18th, and then the next day they're going to issue the writ, and we'd be going to the polls on April 16th. April 16th still, eh? So you're not, you're, I've heard talk of the possibility of a budget being presented. No, there's no way they're going no. to present a budget. No. Uh, a, it didn't work out very well for Jim Prentice Did not, in 2015, no. and B, it's going to be a bad news budget. Mm. Yeah, I guess you're kind of right on that one. There's not a whole lot good to be talking about. Uh, federally, can we touch on uh, uh, SNC? That's Labyrinth? even worse. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, it's a lot worse because with the Alberta situation, you're dealing with a third party. Here, you're dealing with the government. Mm-hmm. And this, I know there's a lot of people in Alberta who've been angry about Trudeau on, on pipelines and carbon tax and things like that. But those are policy issues. Mm-hmm. This is corruption. Bad. It's bad, uh, whatever way you look at it. Well, and it echoes, even if you don't follow all the nuances of it, the, the echoes of the uh, ad scan, the sponsorship mm-hmm. scandal that ended up bringing down the Liberal government you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, there's been lots of talk about that, comparisons there. Um, there's been a little bit more talk today, the possibility of an inquiry um, and, and that sort of well, thing. Well, the, uh, the ethics commissioner is launching an investigation. Yes, yes. Um, and Trudeau's saying right now that he supports that. We'll see how long I, I don't know what else he could say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> does he come out and say, no, there's nothing here, they shouldn't be investigating it? No. Um, and the biggest benefit of the ethics uh, report is getting it made public. Trudeau saying today that uh, he's spoken to former Attorney General uh, Wilson Raybould twice since he arrived in B.C. She reminded him, this is what he said, that she reminded him that once that he once told her that any decision regarding the public prosecution office is hers alone. Uh, interesting just how things are starting to fall out as the uh, the pushback uh, continues on on this one and you know in an election year it's 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 further away but will we for it's I don't it's certainly not in Alberta this isn't going to be forgotten oh no and 
I, I wonder how it's going to play out in Quebec, mm. particularly when you're dealing with SNC-Lavalin. Mm -hmm. Beyond the stuff with Libya and the Gaddafis, SNC had some executives go to jail over the bribery of Quebec liberal uh, cabinet ministers. And so in the last Quebec election, the liberals were uh, turfed from office. I don't think that's uh, been forgotten by the Trudeau group. Oh, politics. Always, always fascinating. Dwayne Bratt, thank you once again for your insight. You're welcome. And take care now. Dr. Dwayne Bratt joining us out of Calgary this afternoon, political science professor and chair in the Department of Economics, Justice and Policy Studies at Mount Royal University, Chadville at 6.30, Curious to know what you think about uh, what you've heard uh, regarding what has happened with the Alberta Party over the weekend. Um, there will be a legal challenge. We'll see how um, that timing shakes down, what it means for the party. You're looking at it. Tell me what you think right now. 6.30, 6.30. John Wayne showing up and shooting down everybody. Your classic in the wrong way. And we all know the end of the story. The little uh, Casey Musgraves who was the winner of a Best Country album last night, Golden Hour, uh, at the Grammys, if you watched. Uh, let me know what you thought about uh, that. Spent some time watching that last night. Some really good performances, but boy, oh boy. I don't know. Some award shows seem to just be... I don't know, seem to, maybe they should go by the wayside. It's 2.22, we've been talking about uh, elections Alberta banning uh, the Alberta party leader, uh, Stephen Mandel, from running over a missed deadline of finding some, uh, filing some financial papers. Some of your texts coming in. Uh, Marfa says, Jay, did the Alberta party just find this out? It was due in September. Uh, how about this one? If they can't do something as simple as that or make sure that somebody has done something as simple as that, then it shows how they would run the province. Uh, people live with all sorts of deadlines. I hope Mandel's money doesn't make this go away or the courts cave. And then someone else says, you know what, Jade, it's good to hear that Stephen has been disqualified. Uh, and this one, it's hard for me to believe that career politicians forget to submit. It smells like sab sabotage or simply some scheme to remove the party from play. Well, that's an interesting perspective on it, but who is to blame? Um, Vitor Marciano was on with Ryan Jesperson this morning. He has been in the political circle for many, many years, running campaigns, uh, running things behind the scenes for many different politicians. He broke down some of the details and the laws around deadline filing. Take a listen. So the law in Alberta is a mess, um, like all Alberta laws. We, we, we write laws very badly in this province. We have for almost 40 years. It did not change under the NDP. In some ways, it got worse. Um, the law says you've got to hit these deadlines. And um, in 2016, the law changed um, because in the past, when people failed to hit the deadlines, by and large, everybody went to court and the courts always let them off the hook. And in 2015, 2016, judges started saying, well, this is ridiculous. People are coming to us to let them off the hook and they don't even have an excuse. Um, and in 2016, the NDP did make one change to the law, which is they added the 10-day grace period. So if you miss the deadline, you automatically get a $500 fine, and you get 10 days to make it good, and if you fail the 10 days, now you're out. And the judges have started to, in some cases, say that 
yeah, you know, if you miss the 10 days, if you miss the grace period at the end of it, you are out. So the problem now becomes for Stephen Mandel and for these five other candidates is they have to make a complicated application to a court. And I say complicated because the law is so badly written, it's not at all clear that they can yet or how they would do it or whether or not they might have missed deadlines in filing their applications to court. Um, but there's not a guarantee anymore that the court will just rubber stamp and let them in. That used to happen, but since 2015, 2016, they've said no to some people. Vitor Marciano this morning on the Jesperson Show. Some more of your text coming in. Jimmy in Calgary says, Jay, what happens when I'm late on my registration paperwork or my taxes? I pay dearly for it. It's just another example of public servants not paying enough attention. Oh, well, the courts aren't too busy, so what's another appeal? It's only Monday, and I've had enough of politics already for the week. This one, I'm a member of the Alberta party. I'm embarrassed and I voted for Mandel. If we can do paperwork, how? if we can't do paperwork, how can we be taken seriously to run the provincial matters? And you know, that's what Dwayne Bratt was talking about. Optics of it is very, very bad um, and, and not good news, um, even if that appeal is, uh, or if it is turned over. Uh, a couple of your texts. How about this one? Mandel isn't dumb. He's been business. His whole run for leadership and rolling over for Jason was planned from day one to avoid the vote split. The old suits are disgusting. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Thanks, everybody, for texting in. Uh, let me know what you think on this one. Also wanted to play this clip uh, for you. I think we have enough time here. Uh, a little bit more from Vitor uh, Marciano this morning talking about uh, Stephen Mandel and what could could or could not happen. This was a nil return. No money was raised, no money was spent, mark zeros all the way down the line, sign the form at the bottom. The problem is that not only do they get their letter in July telling them when to file, when you fail to file on September 12th, which was when he was due to file, they email you and they put another letter in the mail to you saying you have a 10-day grace period. He missed the 10-day grace period. And it's, and it's not like there was a complicated batch of accounting to be done or it needed to go to the auditor or there was any level of complexity. It's just zero, 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 sign. The other person signs, hand it in. And he missed the 10-day grace period. Um, and I've got to tell you, to me, that's not the biggest sin in all of this. The biggest sin in all of this is having made that mistake as leader and having created a problem for himself... Nobody in the Alberta party, nobody in Mandel's staff warned all of the other Alberta party candidates not to fall into the yeah, same trap. And of, of, the, of the five Alberta party candidates who have been disqualified from running, all of the other ones, their paperwork was due after Stephen Mandel's. Their paperwork was due after Stephen Mandel should have become aware he had a problem. Their paperwork was due after the party should have realized that they needed to do something. So you get, you know, Mo Rahal and Timmermans and uh, Ali Haymore. These are, these are solid candidates. Yep. And all of a sudden, they're in trouble because they too missed a technical thing. But it's a technical thing that the party, the leader's staff, the leader should have looked after them on. One of the things about being a leader is you get lots of power, but you're supposed to protect the team. And uh, to me, that's, that's the part of this that's just breathtaking.
Vitor Marciano on with uh, Jesperson this morning. And of course, you can listen to that full interview at uh, 630Jed.com or the Ryan Jesperson podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, so we'll be watching this over the next uh, few weeks for sure. See what happens there. If he's not allowed to run, what happens? Does Greg Clark uh, step in or not? Uh, we'll keep you updated right here on 630Ched. And of course, just had this text as well and said, hey, Jay, Casey Musgraves did didn't just win country album of the year she actually won album of the year uh, she was up against uh, her Brandy Carlisle Drake uh, the Black Panther album Post Malone Cardi B Cardi B and Janelle Monet Casey Musgraves winning album of the year last night at the Grammys Edmonton you shared great insights with us last fall about the future of waste thanks to your input recommendations have been made to improve garbage and seasonal yard waste collection now we have more topics we'd like to hear from you on including cart sizes and recycling collection public drop-in sessions will be held throughout the city between February 10th and April 15th find a session near you or take our online survey at edmonton.ca slash future of waste a message from the city of Edmonton the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.